0: This is Wandering Wanders, two ordinary guys
1: wondering about extraordinary things. Artificial intelligence, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: that's right. You um, wrote on that already.
1: Well, I read the paper that I wrote, and I was like, I wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> is it good? I mean, it was, like, surprisingly good. I definitely should have, like, l- l- like Landed pitched it down a lot yeah, more because the words were, like, yeah. But I was, like, going through it, and I was, like, I forgot that I, like, knew this stuff.
0: Yeah, that is cool. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah, I definitely, I, when I was writing mine on the Family Farm as a School of Virtue, I was, like, typing and just going him. I was like, okay, now I'll get into the last part. Ooh, I'm four pages over. Yeah. Well, right. and we're done. So, oh, so yeah. it ends very awkwardly, but you know, that's just the way it is.
1: Well, I read it again and I was like, this is a nice, well, it's a nice refresher one because that's what we were talking about in class. Yeah. But anyways, it yeah, was...
0: artificial intelligence is yeah. crazy. And we're back, folks. Welcome back, Welcome back to Wondering Wanders. Uh, that's Joseph.
1: And this is Eli. Uh, no, no. That's Eli. Got him! <laughs> Got
0: him! <Dang laughs> I convinced you you were me! <laughs> oh, you I'm Eli and that's Joseph. Alrighty. Oh, so easy. Like putty in my hands.
1: I forgot how to read today, just for like a couple moments.
0: Hey, were you reading in mass?
1: No, I was. we were doing evening prayer. Oh. And it was like the first stanza. And it was like, you know, sometimes your eyes skip lines. I totally made up words. I don't even know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you've caught my dyslexia, I think. It seems to spread. <laughs> and uh, you've been around me too much. It, it happens because I forget. When I was first reading for Mass the first time, I like was reading, then all of a sudden all I could see was just the white of yep. the page. And I was like, what? Uh, but my mouth kept saying the reading. I was like, "This is why I'm installed as a elector." The graces are reading yeah. right now. Then I found it. All right, so folks, <laughs> we're back. We are back, and uh, yes. So, going to start with the question. This is a little bit of a tough question. Uh, if you want some time, let me know. I, was I say, can help I hope you have first. an
1: answer so that I can. Okay. okay. Awkward so,
0: silence. So, <laughs> if you ha- ha- could pick one thing to tell your pre-seminary self that you have figured out now in seminary,
1: what would it be? Yep, going to need some time. All
0: right, well, my answer, I asked Matt Millay this the other day, um, and uh, he, yeah, he had a good answer, but my answer, um, I think I would say that you have to actually Commit everything to this, and you're not doing it right now, even though you think you are. And to reorder my priorities to what Jesus wants instead of what I want, even though you think you already have. Is that good? I would have, I, it would be a call out for me. Like, listen, <laughs> pull it together. <laughs> uh, hmm. You don't have your priorities straight. and you Because I was afraid. I didn't trust God. So trust God, too. That, that would kind of be it
1: yeah I think mine would be like striking hmm. at the end of at the end of i guess my first year. I was talking to a, one of the seminarians now a priest who was kind of telling me that like we're in seminary and a lot of what we do is intellectual formation, and so at times it can feel like college again, yeah, and he was calling out that mentality because in our principles of priestly formation the idea is that there's four pillars or i don't know they changed the language aspects I aspects is, aspects. What is that what it is yeah, dimensions is dimensions i dimensions? think it's, it's dimensions. dimensions and uh he was like yeah it's not all about intellectual formation and hmm. a lot of guys make it seem that way but it is just as important for you to come out and play golf with me as it is for you to, <laughs> 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 to uh to study for papers um or study, write papers, study um, for papers. Good gracious! Sometimes
0: you gotta study for them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and it was something that like I needed to hear because around exam time, everyone kind of freaks out and stuff. Yep. And it's like, well, it's important to be a man of the community too, and to yep. To learn how to balance work and prayer mm. and human mm. interaction and friendships. Yeah, and don't all
0: forget all you're stuff. human, not just a homework robot.
1: Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And I needed to hear that. And I think pre seminary Joseph would have been it it would have been good for me to hear that. That's
0: important for a lot of yeah. college students, I think, to hear. Not all. Definitely not all. Yes. Uh, but, your
1: work is important. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also not your life. Yeah. It's it's hmm. yeah. Yep. That's
0: all right, good. Yeah, yeah. I like that
1: answer. That's it's definitely a, a good that was answer. That's a good question.
0: Good question. Okay. All right, let's start with a prayer. Please. In the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. All right. So, tonight, uh, touching on something to me that's very priestly. So, as a priest, we are steeped in the sacred. Okay. Um, uh, that our, our life revolves around what is sacred. And so I've kind of been starting to wonder lately, uh, not necessarily what is sacred, okay. although that is, a, that is a real thing, but how is it that I know intellectually, uh, when I go to Mass, Jesus shows up, body, blood, soul, and divinity. Like, mm-hmm. there's a miracle that happens every Mass, an incredible miracle. There's so much, like, where, where all of time falls away, and, you know, we're in heaven, all, all this crazy, very sacred stuff, but I can s- fall asleep in Mass. Yep. You know? It doesn't feel sacred to me, necessarily. Not every time. Okay, the, uh, let me clarify. There's definitely a lot of times where it feels sacred, because it is. So, yeah, kind of you know what I want to talk about is what makes something feel sacred. But before we get to that, I think we need a general definition. This is because we love to yep. define here. Wow. What?
1: That was going to be my first question. What makes? <laughs> what makes something <clears throat> sacred?
0: And I will tell you, I looked up the etymology of this
1: word today because we've been important. getting into we've that. Totally been doing that wrong. I did that wrong <laughs> last week. Not. Totally <laughs> <You tried>. wrong. <laughs> but
0: <laughs> totally no, I looked wrong. up the etymology. I was all excited. Super lame. Comes from sacrare or sacre, um holy.
1: That's did it. You, did you not look up holy? Uh,
0: you know, I thought about it, but
1: no. Set apart. Uh,
0: okay. Okay. But okay. Like, what do you mean by that?
1: I gave the definition. What do you mean? I
0: know. know. (laughs) So is that your definition for sacred then? Is
1: something set apart? Well, if it's derived from the word holy, then yeah, set apart. Why do you say set apart? Probably from Father Harry's class, I think, (laughs) is when we were doing that. Um, Yes, we were looking at the Old Testament, particularly the, I guess, the ordination of
0: Aaron A Aaron.
1: A Aaron. Um and the rite by which he would have been set apart as a priest or made holy. Um so to me sacredness speaks of ritual purity. Um so it would be the I guess the act of a group to specifically make something separate from another typically on, on a higher, like make it separate and elevate it, I guess is the, Mm. is the way to say that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I definitely, I like that. I love that makes so much sense to me when that, like when that got explained of like the Jewish idea of holiness was something set apart for God. Yeah. It's like, Oh, okay. And I, one of my favorite ways that uh, that applies now is Latin. (laughs) The language of Latin is set apart for God. It's a dead language for the rest
1: of the world. Father Julian would hate that you just I just oh, okay.
0: For so. the rest of the world, it's not dead. Just for the rest of the world. That's but fair. to the church, it's the official mm-hmm. language of the church. Yeah. And it has been set apart for God. It's it's only for use in praising God. About that.
1: Yeah, I
0: know. I love that. I love that. That's super cool. Um but yeah, so okay, so sacredness is something set apart would you say it's just set apart in general or set apart for a God? Is there a is there a lower level of sacredness? Hmm. Like is
1: there a I don't well, know. Well, I mean I think so, at least in terms of like I think there are, are, are things for us that like personally we set apart and make quote unquote sacred for ourselves, mm-hmm. which probably gets into the idea of idolatry. Um, at least, kind of a, a, a very low form of idolatry, right? Um, so, like my laptop, right? This is this is my laptop, <laughs> huh. and I set it apart as mine, um, wow. and so to some degree, it is kind of, I guess, holy to me, and that I claim it as my own. Um, maybe that's maybe that's huh.
0: so. You'd say pretty much the idea of possession is. Uh, a l- kind of lower level of I don't sacredness think
1: possession i think maybe ownership okay okay um, cuz it's set apart as yours yeah i guess i think i think ownership implies kind of a grasping almost or a mm, authority over it i don't know i like i think there's a healthy way for me to have something And still let it sort of go. Like, I've thought about, like, in in all of my possessions, right, if I were to just kind of lose one, there are not many that I would just be like, or most of them, I would be like, "Eh, you know, it's just whatever. My laptop, I would be pretty genuinely upset about. Mm. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like, well, what about my laptop is different than everything else? Like, why do I hold on to that in particular? And so, because there's kind of this internal, I think, grasping at it, there's something there that says, I want to possess this as mine, and not oh as g- a, not simply as a gift, you know?
0: Huh. So, so I like that. I like that. So, do you think that that, you know, that kind of bad grasping, trying to take, uh, is that like trying to take from like trying to play god.
1: Hmm. I think to to some degree it's really it's hard because of course it's nuanced, right? Like it has to be nuanced. Um because there's a good level of ownership with things because it means to to feel ownership, to feel responsibility for something means that you care for it. Yeah, yeah. And
0: Aquinas talks about that a bunch.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you were talking about your paper on farming, right? Yeah. Like Part of farming is—it's not just working the soil; it's caring for it. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, it's those are two very different things. And I and I think the aspect of ownership mm. that tries to say. This is mine and it's only mine. And I guess it, it reminds me of back in, back in the focus days. You would talk about back in the, the days
0: of focus. Back when I was in focus in the jungle. Uh,
1: back in my bullfighting days. <laughs> um,
0: bullfighting is nothing compared to focus.
1: <laughs> yeah, you would talk about like gifts and talents that like the Lord has given you, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, and yeah.
1: part of that gift and talent, or part of those gifts and talents, was the recognition that you had them, but also the willingness to, like, allow the Lord to take them back. Like, that there was a healthy part of humility was allowing the Lord to both give you the gift and to take it away. Um, And I think that that absolutely has to apply to material possessions. Mm, Yeah. mm.
0: All right, cool, 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 cool. I can definitely agree with that. But. I would well no, I, I agree with that, but I think there's also to back it up a couple of sex steps to is
1: there Get the in there,
0: yeah. <laughs> Words are hard. I made a lot of yeah. pizzas tonight, you know? Yeah. Um
1: and a luau burger.
0: And a luau burger. I invented the luau You can guess what's on it, okay? It's not that special. <laughs> <laughs> But it (laughs) Um, But what was I even saying? Okay, yeah, so talking about, like, is there levels of sacredness? There's definitely, if we look at the mass, that is very obviously set apart for God. But I think there's also a bad level of sacredness, which is turning things into our idols. But at the same time, it's more of an idolatry of ourselves, of us, like, grasping, saying, I control this thing, it is mine, I do what I will with it. Uh, making gods of ourselves, but I, I think there's something in the middle too. I think there's almost like an ordinary, everyday sacredness. Uh, what do you mean? For example, that? Yes. For example, you know, maybe this is more of the god thing, but imagine you. Well, okay. Imagine you're somebody who's not in seminary becoming a priest and your wife has a baby and you hold the baby for the first time. Yeah. Would you say that is a sacred moment? Absolutely. Yeah, see, I, I, and so I think that there's a, a good level, a middle ground sacredness that everybody can grasp. You, you disagree. You shake your head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he shakes his head. Um, <laughs> see, but...
0: Are you just saying that's the top level of holiness or sacredness? No, I,
1: I think it's sacred. Well, I thought you were going to go a different, different direction with kind of the middle ground sacredness. Oh, I thought you were going to say um, people making things sacred that shouldn't be. Huh. Um, so the first, one, the first level I had was like kind of a personal idolatry. Um, so I think maybe a group idolatry okay, would, yep. would be sort of the next level yeah um yeah and so I so think there's, there's another level I think there's something about and and i I think we have to say this as Catholics that there are things that, by their very nature are disposed towards sacredness, and so your your image of like a a father holding his child for the first time, I think is absolutely sacred. Because the father is now more closely imaging what it means to... Well, he's now a father, so he's he's now been set apart as a father. Hmm. But he's also now entering into a deeper understanding of what fatherhood is. And so what it means to be like God. Yeah. um, And to, like, what it means to be a son now, like in the face of being a father, the whole idea of being a son now is totally recontextualized. So I think in that moment, you're, you're broaching on something that is sort of made as a moment to be made sacred. I don't know if that makes sense or not. but So
0: as a moment that should... <clears throat> um, are you saying it's a moment that should lead us to the top level of sacredness, of setting apart for God? or
1: so and and please argue this if you if you <laughs> totally disagree with it but like Might. if i were to set up a like a a glass bottle and say like this image is god this is sacred this is now holy glass bottle mm-hmm. i don't think it would be as easy to say that as saying this is bread and wine which image but I, I don't know if I can say that okay. because I'm totally laying into my Christian Catholic bias. You know, okay,
0: uh, so, I, but I, it seems like <clears throat> you're saying, the like, is there lower something levels... about the very
1: nature of reality that, or the very you're nature of specific the sacred. things? You're yeah. Th-
0: you're not making something sacred, you are discovering the sacred, kind of. Yes. Okay. I, 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 can, I do agree with that. I think that, that you're was right.
1: That a much, much better I way to think say
0: that. I think that so. that's, I think you're right. I think that's what divides good sacred from idolatrous sacred is we are, are discovering the sacred in what God has given us Not so rather than making trying it. to make what we want to be sacred, sacred. Thank you for distilling that thought. That was absolutely. Yes. They don't call me the distillery for no reason. High school? Uh, <laughs> what the heck? That makes no sense. Um, After uh, you were borderline alcoholic in <laughs> high school. Hey, you know, I started young. <laughs> <about> it. <laughs> surprised. It came out of nowhere. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I actually really like, I really like that idea. Because, so, um, yeah, like we have these highly sacred things. Yes that are, you know, the church has said, this is sacred. But, but there's things, like even a lot of times the church says these are sacred too, but they're not like the sacraments set apart to make holy, that are that contain sacredness for sure. So yeah, like holding your child for a first time. Um, beauty in a lot of ways. A, a, a lot of different, like a painting, a sunset, a incredible song the other night we just abided we abode, abode. we call it abiding <laughs> we just, we sat in a room <laughs> with some paintings lit only by candlelight and listened to really like awesome kind of prayerful classical music for the most part
1: It was a good group of us it was, it was
0: nice yeah. it was very nice yeah it, but it, but there was sacredness in that there's very much sacredness in that i would say
1: but I th- I, th- I think it's still sourced in the idea of like being set apart and then oriented towards other. I think that's how I would define towards it. Towards
0: so, other, so not necessarily set God.
1: apart, oriented towards. I think you specifically with sacred would say, or the best or ideal form of sacred would say oriented <laughs> towards God. But but
0: okay, can yeah, I like you know I like that a lot because now that you say that. Anything I can think of as sacred, kind of ordinary, everyday sacred, outside of the sacraments, it's something that has to pull you outside of yourself. Yeah. So holding your child for the first time will pull you outside of yourself. A painting that really strikes you, strikes you by pulling you outside of yourself. Music that really hits you, pulls you outside of yourself. An incredible sunset over a mountain, like, you know, like, Whoa, there's something beyond me. So... I like that. Sacredness has to be oriented towards other, even if it's not necessarily known that it's towards God. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's other in the sense that it's not us. It is, it's like pushing out of us. Which I think
1: makes sense because, like, I guess psychologically, right, like there's so much about our day-to-day that sort of we're, we're masters at picking out the, the patterns of normalcy, right, to make yeah. rep, routine and repetition. And then when something is abnormal, it sort of shocks the system. And so for something to be set apart, it sort of by what it is, is supposed to sort of let you encounter the unknown um, yeah. just for a moment, you know. Yeah, it's but, like when
0: we have a special meal at my house, my mom uses different plates.
1: You know, like they're they're
0: only for special. You know, it's special. It feels special. We put a tablecloth on the table, and we have special
1: plates and like dishes. See, like I would call that sacred, and I think it is a little less sacred. But
0: but but that's the thing is I think that there's, you know, like a sliding scale of sacredness, Uh, and I think that that is a very good thing that needs to be acknowledged. Yeah, because so we. You know, uh, like I said at the beginning, I want to say like what makes something feel sacred. We could sit here and talk all night about what makes a mass feel sacred or a baptism or whatever. That's what we're going to be doing for the rest of our seminary career (laughs) is figuring out not only how to, to like do those well and sacredly with God, but also to make them seem, not seem, they already are sacred, to make them be seen more as sacred. But to me, how can we expect people to see the sacred in those highest things if they can't see the sacred in and more, lower, things, lower, everyday, yeah. ordinary life things? Does that make that's sense fair. to you? Yeah. I think that's so, fair. so that's kind of my question: is like, how do we find the sacred in everyday life, like the things lower on that scale than? Jesus' body, blood, soul, and divinity straight up in the Eucharist or confession where your your sins get completely wiped away. How do yeah.
1: How do we compare to the to the peak of a mountain?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah How do we teach people to walk up the mountain?
1: Yeah. Or that there even is a mountain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like that. We have to teach people there's a mountain to climb <laughs> because you don't see that giant mountain, yeah, right? Yeah.
0: Because <laughs> I mean, th- tell me if you agree with this. Do you think that? So I was talking to down at the unstable tonight. I was talking to Matt, and we were talking about how in Jesus's time, everybody was religious, pretty much. People actually thought the Jews were atheists because you couldn't see their God, yeah. because like everybody had s- statues and they didn't. Um, But everybody had religion in some sense, so they very much had a sense of something was sacred and deserved reverence. So, like when Christianity came along, it couldn't be brushed off because it was, you know, something sacred and reverent. They were saying, this is more sacred than what you have. So, like, people had a sense of sacredness. I think we've lost that. We don't see really anything as sacred. Okay, that's very much a generalization, but I would say, like, broad culture-wise, holds very little sacred. And if we do, it's the idealized or idolizing kind of sacred, for the most part. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's... Obviously, that's a lot of broad strokes. Yeah, with. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think, generally, I would agree with that. Um I think, the, I think the first example I can think of is like one of the prime, simplest, most commonplace sort of sacred things should be the family meal. Oh, um, yeah. Yes. And I guess the, the thing I was thinking about was like, could if I ate by myself, could I make it sacred? Is that something that I could actually make sacred? And I think I could. If you bless the food, because now it's not just my meal, right?
0: The, aha, that's how you do I had the same thought when you were saying that, only if I ate it with God.
1: Yeah. So It has
0: to be, because it has to be outside. It has to be directed towards. Because
1: it would be a other. very different meal if I just sat down and ate by myself than it would be if I said, this is food that was given to me. For my benefit, God, you gave me this food mm. and I thank you for it. You know, like that's a very different meal. I guess, provided you yeah, actually yeah. intend to bless the food. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. And then to apply it to like the family meal where there's multiple people there, I'm just like, it, it'd be so weird. The idea of a family meal where you're just like everybody's self, like these individual. people like no the family meal is the family together as one sharing life going outside set apart
1: from like everyone in the family is now as a unit set apart from the rest of the world as the family yeah yeah and so it's this kind of supreme moment of sacred family life where Mm. you get to share that together and i think especially the family meal contextualizes the mass, right? Because the mass is ultimately a communal meal. Yeah. Um, well, it's a lot more than just a communal meal, but it's, it brings us together around a table in a similar way. And so if we're talking about the, the mass is sacred, the table is sacred, the family is sacred, the family yeah. meal, then it's, it's a much shorter jump to go from dinner together as a family to mass. the mass as the meal of the faithful partaking of the body of Christ like that that My jump bad. from one sacred to another is it feels much more like the climb up of a mountain than going up a I don't know being teleported to the top or something Yeah yeah, yeah. see cuz
0: that's I, and that's what a problem I see today is we expect that teleportation we see like people don't hold well, we things <laughs> yeah. Well we live that it,
1: teleportation. Well we live it but like yeah.
0: but like to really understand the mass the mass is like the culmination of all of time, all of eternity, all of being coming together. It's like a black hole just sucking everything in, into this one particle, the Eucharist. You know.
1: And at the same and time, exploding.
0: Like a black hole.
1: Yes. Like a black incredible. hole when it yeah. sucks
0: in. It. A black hole is a great analogy for the Eucharist. Um, I went to a talk on black holes once, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is just the is Eucharist." That Spitzer. It wasn't. It was a, not a Catholic talk really? on black oh, holes. Nice. It was just. It was like everything. It was like ridiculous amounts of mass in like something smaller than the size of a needle. I was like, oh, all of the eternal God in a piece of bread. And then it was like once you get into its gravitational pull, like you can't get out. You just get sucked in. It was mm. like ah, the Eucharist. Good, good, good. And then it was like. And it pulls all light into itself. That's why it's a black hole. Like, oh, oh, goodness, coming to it. Good. And then once it gets big enough, it explodes out. Wow. And it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, so this is the Eucharist. I have that before. Yeah. Really, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's super fan. cool. Yeah. Um. Now, why did I bring up black holes? The Eucharist. Meals, I don't know.
1: Up the mountain. The up, up the mountain. mountain. Okay,
0: yes. Yeah. So we want to get people at the mountain. One of the... So, you know, your first thought was the family meal. One of the things that to me shows that we've lost the idea of sacredness, and this is, you know, you could argue not related, but I think it is, is um, looking at music. Yep. If we look at music, like at the time of Bach and Mozart, mm-hmm. the level of music, what it was attempting to do, what it was going for, was... Much higher and much more sacred than pop music today, and I like a lot of pop music. But, but you know, we 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 already did a podcast on this. But like the uh, there there is an objective beauty. There are things that are beautiful and things that aren't. And that music from 200 years ago or whatever it was, 300 whatever, is I would say closer to objective beauty than what pop music is today. I agree with that. Okay, you. good, good. Okay. <laughs> We're on the same page. So I'd be like, that shows a lack of reverence for beauty because we've let it slip. We've no longer seen beauty as sacred. And also, modern art, you know what's going on there. But uh, it's a whole different topic. Modern art can be good, I guess I've heard. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, it's a work,
1: prog- work in progress. Yeah.
0: One, but yeah. so, like, you know, music shows that, like, we don't have reverence for beauty like we once did. Uh, like look at ancient churches. Oh my gosh. They knew how powerful beauty was. They
1: knew it. So I guess what I find interesting about that is like I don't know. I'm so many of the the kind of catholic voices out there are like let's let's go back to the way things where we've lost so much about who we were, or what we were. I don't know, which is, yeah. I think true in a lot of ways we've, yeah. we've lost a lot of meaning and things, but what's interesting is that the desire is not at all gone, right? Like the mm. desire for beauty, the desire for good music, the desire for holy and sacred things, the desire for worship, like all of those things are still lived out in our culture they're just lived out and, and poor ways. Like they're, they're always sort of settling on what seems to be lesser beauties, lesser goods, lesser worship. Um, yeah. And I think ultimately that's all because, or not all, but most of that is because it's focused either on the self or the individual, or if it's, focused on the other, it's not on the highest other, right? It's yeah, not on yeah. God. So.
0: Well, yeah, and it's um, just, we we have such, like, a materialist society that we're no longer striving for sacredness to be about attaining eternity. It's... Well, when we're you're talking for. about, like, the
1: ancient people, right, like, they were religious because they knew they weren't the center of the universe. Yeah. That they were sort of participating in and something way bigger than themselves. Mm. And they were sort of this, like almost like a background character that, yeah. that are, that's in the cosmos, you yeah, know, yeah. whereas we're like the self I exist first. Yeah, and yeah. that's where I find my anyways, this so is, that's, the philosophy no, no, yeah, that is yeah <laughs> yeah.
0: But so, and I think that, that like you were talking about people saying we need to go back. I think, you know, I'm very much a, a a, a culprit of that myself. But I think I don't we, to, don't, we don't we sure. don't need to go back. We need to take what they were longing for and go forward. Like we don't want to just sell for like what we had. We want to keep moving forward. We want to yeah, have,
1: have to we have to bring that
0: exactly. Like right? we want like, to have more beautiful mm-hmm. churches. We want to have more beautiful music and art. Like we, we have to keep striving for this growth, this development, yeah. that, this this running the race towards heaven, we have to strive for it. And so so you know, to me that's like we have to teach people how to discover the sacred in things. Yeah. I think mean, that's gonna be a huge role for us as a priest because the only way that this can happen is through like like we can teach on this, we can give talks on this and stuff. But if we don't live in a way that finds sacred outside of the church building. Yeah. Why are we ever expecting anyone to come into the church building? Totally fair. Yeah. Totally fair. So, like, I think it's yeah. so important to to find the sacred outside of just like, you know, the Mass and the Sacraments. Not to deny, which does not deny the the sacred and goodness there, but points to it. And then we can we can actually have people that understand what it is to be reverent, to find the sacred and to kneel down before it. Because if we expect someone to come out of a world that has no idea of what sacred is, and to just understand, you know, give an awesome yeah. talk on the Eucharist and having them understand it, they're not going to get it. They don't, yeah. They have no stepping stones. They have no steps to get there. So. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, i uh, that's, that's a pretty good place to end.
1: <laughs> Seems like a good... We're landing the plane. Yeah,
0: you're landing the plane. Because we could get more into how do we do that, but we'll leave that up to you guys. Because it's not just up to priests. It's up to the people of God to find God in the world so that people people look for it. Which involves everything. You know, joy, looking for beauty. Yeah. If it's just the priest, then it's also going to fail. <laughs> so, So... So... Find the sacred. What do you set apart in your
1: life? Mm. What do you make sacred? What do you make sacred? Is it worth it? Is it worth it? That's a great question. I hope so. I hope, I so, hope so, too.
0: So. All righty. Well, there we are, folks. It's been a pleasure, as Absolutely. always. <laughs> Got me. And may all of your wonders be blessed.
1: God bless.